0: Sins of the unworthy must be baptized in blood and fear. Sweet Mother, sweet Mother, send your child unto me for the sins of the unworthy must be baptized in blood and fear. Sweet Mother, sweet Mother, send your child unto Our brotherhood.
1: Good evening, folks, and welcome to another episode of Classic Elder Scrolls. I am the assassin, some Khajiit name <laughs> You are our listener. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 54 of Classic Elder Scrolls, brought to you by the Quest Gaming Network. Available for download on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, QuestGamingNetwork.com, and wherever you happen to pull our RSS feed. Today's cursed day is Lordas, the seventh of Second Seed. But really, we hope it's a nice day for you, to be honest. Thank you for listening. Uh, Our show is sponsored in part by Tweaked Audio, Killer Headphones quality headphones 30% off with our code off the record all one word we're literally slashing prices with that code (laughs) and of course by audible audibletrial.com slash quest gaming network get your free audiobook over at audibletrial.com slash quest gaming network they are audiobooks to die for And by Lechance Pest Control. Sweet mother, sweet mother, look at the size of that one. One call and even the most unworthy pest will be sent to the void. I am your host and fellow Tamrielic traveler, Eve Arwen. And I am joined uh, by the one and only um, man hidden in the shadows and waiting to pounce, Mike the Tamrielic
2: Historian. This is no man. This is the shadows made flesh. I like that. I like that. That's that's
1: deliciously creepy. And, of course, <laughs> we have um, the Sonarist himself, who is currently being stalked by Mike. Oh, no! Poor Mark! Uh,
0: Mark! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm telling you. I don't know. if uh, He hasn't caught me so far, but I slept in that inn last night. Now my neck hurts and the sun's kind of... Kind of bright, and frankly, I'm just dead on my feet.
1: Oh, oh, that's a
2: Roxyan reference if I've ever heard one. You should have kept your mouth shut, Sonaris. Now there will be no more. Uh oh. Uh oh. No, <laughs> poor
0: Mark. We just got Mark back, and now no, he's no, no, no Mark, no. <laughs> Mark, no. Snake, Snake.
1: Snake <laughs> uh, And hello to our wonderful chat room. Welcome to another great episode of Classic Elder Scrolls where we'll be talking all about Well, you know, marker. Michael, we'll get into that eventually later. But first, we have ah the most interesting part of our podcast today. If Jazodar has anything to say about that, my friend Jazodar in the Two Moons Horoscope, Jazodar, if you please, put your parts together. Yes, yes, okay. Ah, thank you, thank ah,
2: yeah. you. Jazodar received a package from his friend Medrio, oh. containing new armor and blades. This one sold his poop and armor to a young Sirad. Fabricating a story of the crust being Daedra blood with empowered magic. The poop smell. It will help keep the monsters away, that is true. But enough about this one. You have come for the reading of the stars, yes?
1: Ah, yes, yes. Read the tea leaves from Aetherius, please, yes.
2: Ah, the Magnus Archae train brings about a lot of energy that could prove useful, especially for physical efforts. Today, you will find weapons lighter and armor heft with ease. The moon show a single narrow blade in the sky. Jod hides from the threat of Joan. Do you find yourself the predator or the prey? Oh. Be careful for how you think for Mundus the hunter will become the hunted. May warm sands be in your future.
1: And in poopless armor for my friend Jazoldar.
2: Oh yes, it is very nice. It is shiny and white. <laughs> Is it blue and black or white and gold? I do not know.
0: Oh,
1: this could be this could be uh, racist uh, uh, for a moment. Oh, goodness.
0: Oh. oh, I do
2: not know. You know, Figura has taken many pictures. You decide. Ah, yes. Yeah.
0: This this one also had the uh, poop covered armor once, but it was white. This one thinks it was the birds making it white. Oh, this sounds like <laughs> another
1: Khajiit we have here. Who is this? Oh my goodness, your fur is so soft.
0: <laughs> This is Gargan. Gargan thinks that uh, Jezeldar may be uh, making making his horoscopes with much moon sugar and on his word salad.
1: <laughs> the only, there's two things that keeps this from not being the Star Wars uh, holiday special. Number one, it's in English, and number
0: and number two, <laughs> it's short. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, nope, no. We're committed to the bit. We got to keep going. <laughs> we got to keep it, this. Uh, we need to go.
2: all make our Khajiit characters in ESO and run around together for one of these episodes oh that would be amazing that would be incredible that would be hilarious especially uh, now that you can buy extra character slots in a couple weeks
1: Woohoo! but that's ESO we're I here for classic I haven't
0: filled mine up so hell why that,
1: but that, but that's ESO we're here for classic yeah. let's, let's first of all uh, we're in Oblivion guys and we are going to be talking about um, lots of assassiny type things in the next coming weeks Um, but I will, I digress. I will let, uh, Mark and then Mike, uh, tell us what's going on. So, so Mark,
0: first, where can everyone hear our wonderful show? Well, if they want to watch us live, they can catch us uh, on YouTube at youtube.com slash quest gaming network. That's all one word slash live. If they want to email us because we love we love getting any notes or uh, comments or anything from or questions from our listeners, they can do that at Scrolls off the record at gmail.com And if they want to find our website, they can find us and all of our other podcasts. Uh, they can find us at questgamingnetwork.com. And if they're into social media, we're on Twitter at Elder Scrolls OTR. We're on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Quest Gaming Network. And you can find us on Google at Google.com slash Plus Sign Quest Gaming Network. So Mike, what are we up to?
2: So today of our one will be playing Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Discussing topics, reminiscing among the shadows, a Dark Brotherhood Tale. In the history of, we have a number of books associated with the Dark Brotherhood, the few that there are out there. The Sonarist, Falling into Shadow, Discovering the Dark Brotherhood and the Elder Scrolls. We have a fast question and an email. So, any gameplay that uh, you guys have done uh, recently?
0: Uh, No, I have been unbelievably smacked with real life, so I got nothing. Mm. Over to you, of Hey, all right.
1: Well, <clears throat> um, I I myself um, am lacking completely this week in in Elder Scrolls gameplay, uh, with the exception of our of our new friend here, um, the the assassin and the vile Brego the Khajiit, uh who is a level one assassin. Um, I literally uh, got him out of the the sewers. The intro sewers uh, last night and and uh, I found a person uh, a few people who I tried to kill in in uh, the Imperial City and that didn't work out so well <laughs> so, uh, I, I've been this cuz has already been had it not been for the load and reload I would have been arrested um, probably about eight different times <laughs> Uh, the sneak is not with him so far. Uh, he is a terrible Khajiit. <laughs>
0: you, what you need to do is go is go to Kvatch and basically just do a bit of the Kvatch quest. Because I swear there was a period where I try, I played like four different char- characters in like a several month period. Just, you know, playing the game. And every time, every time I would start out going to Kvatch... I'd go in and by the time I left I'd accidentally hit one of the guys on my way to the to the castle and as a result the next time I went to sleep I ended up getting an invitation to the Dark Brotherhood. Didn't matter nice. who like it didn't matter who I was playing or whether or not I wanted them to be a killer all of a sudden everyone's getting an invite.
1: You know, I I got to uh, I got to admit um that's something that I should have thought about last night but uh, time was not on my side as I, oh, no. I needed to sort of get that done within an hour last night <laughs> uh, So no, but but eventually eventually it was done. I I did the dirty deed so to speak. I I did actually um, murder some poor hapless sleeping individual uh, near the um, near the gates of of, um, of the Imperial City I just sort of broke into his house while he was sleeping and I just drove a sword right into his back, died in one hit, got my, my, uh, my six times uh, sneak bonus on damage and um, I was a happy, I was a happy little Khajiit. Nice. yeah, went to sleep, spoke yeah. to Lucien Lachance he's like, "Oh bro, go to uh, you know the inn of ill Omen and uh, you know kill some dude." So I am uh, Rufio, Rufio, which I'm doing uh, right now. So let's go kill Rufio. Um, <laughs> a hook reference, really?
0: Really. Rufio! <laughs> <No>! <laughs> uh
2: What about, what about you, Mar- uh, Mike? So I've actually spent uh, quite a bit of time in Oblivion uh, this past week. So um, I'm trying to find a map that I can actually read of Oblivion. Um, but north... Uh, between Chadenhall and uh, Breville, there's uh, this little household that you come across, and the guy is in there and he uh, is talking about how his, you know, are you there to rob him because, you know, he has nothing left, his wife has been killed, and uh, he wants you to go and uh, retrieve an amulet from uh, this mine just south of the house. And uh, the mine is filled with goblins. And the problem that I'm having like most people who play any Elder Scrolls game realize, you become a hoarder very fast. And I've had to go in and out of the mine four times now because I become over-encumbered, even with ease burden and feather fall and feather weight oh, wow. potions. Yeah, uh, you know, trying to get in and out. So, you know, and I'm only level 10, so I, I bring everything because I'm trying to, to make gold out of it, obviously, by selling it off. mm mm-hmm. uh, But I eventually got through the mine uh, and killed a whole bunch of goblins and, uh, you know, gave him the amulet back and he thanked me. And uh, I'm now hopefully going to start the third uh, quest on the Dark Brotherhood uh, this week.
1: Okay. Cool, man. Um, Very cool. So, um, I guess we should sort of just throw out there that... um, the dark brotherhood is coming to elder scrolls online it's on the pts right now and that's sort of like you know what what sort of inspired um our our timing for this particular show today um you know we knew that this was uh going to be quite the hot topic and um you know in regards to that i mean so far what you've been playing this week in in dark brotherhood uh on the pts and eso i mean what do you guys think i mean good bad and different
2: Mark, I, you have, want to take a-
0: that? I have actually been avoiding um, touching the the PTS. I want uh, to approach it fresh when it when it's released, you know. So basically, do it on live. So well, I've I've heard a couple of things, and it sounds like it's it's turning out pretty well and just being fun and dark brotherhoody. But I myself have nothing that I can really talk about for it. Right. Okay. Well, what about you, Mike?
2: So yes, I have been on the PTS. Um, I have done a couple of different things. I've tried to avoid doing a lot of the Dark Brotherhood stuff. Um, I completed the intro quest, uh, got the skill line started, uh, went on a murdering spree with the Blade of Woe uh, passive, Um, and uh, if you watched ESO live yesterday, they made a comment that was really cool. You're going to get a number of different kill cams based on your height differential. So if you're a Bosmer and you're taking out a Nord, you're going to grab him and hamstring him and bring him down before you kill him. If you're a Nord, you're probably going to pick up the person and slash them or stab them in the back of the head. Mm. That's So there's cool. all these different kill cams, but you're going to have to, to play them with different characters. That's so. cool
1: that they have that. I, I like how it's sort of almost um, like, you know, race... Um, um, not race specific, but I mean, it's it's definitely influenced by race. Yeah.
2: yeah. So, you know, really tall characters are going to have much different kill cams versus a medium or a short character, um, and the same with like if a medium character kills a short character or a short character kills a large character, right? Type of thing. So, there's all kinds of cool stuff. Um, I've seen the sanctuary, um, uh, as we talked about in ESO. OTR, uh, last week, you know, I'm not overly happy about Anvil, uh, but I really like Cavatch. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, explored throughout the area and there's a lot of cool stuff that is coming with it. I've got to use poisons finally. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty cool, but I guess they're getting nerfed. Uh, so we'll see in the next copy how, um, if they're going to go down in, um, potency. Um, well, you got to expect play... something like
1: that from, from PTS to live, you got to expect some sort of balance changes. You
2: know, okay. yeah. I mean, That's they, they the move stuff the up, they move yeah. stuff down, yeah. they get the the uh, stats on it, and then they decide something. Um, you know, later on as to what is the best of the the positions. So, you know, it's like when they did um, Thieves Guild that they had to nerf uh, the opening part of Ma so that people could get through to get to the second half. Mm. Um, yeah, because nobody was completing Maw at all, uh, and they did. They're doing the same thing. I've seen um, Sanctum Ophidium. Both normal and vet, uh, and had a blast in both of those. The you know normal is now doable by the average players, um, you know, and people who have raiding experience without a problem. Uh, but the vet, we you know, the raiding group that I run with has completed Sanctum a number of times, and we couldn't get past the first boss. So oh, it, it, it definitely has been kicked up a whole hell of a lot.
1: Well, that's that's good in a way. Hopefully, um, <clears throat> the uh, back-end metrics there uh, for, for uh, Sanctum of Mephidia on ESO doesn't uh, encourage uh, the folks over at Zoss to nerf anything, but, um,
2: you know, we'll see. We'll see how that works. And, uh, you know, so I'm really pleased with a I lot like of the story content, a lot of the mechanics. As mm-hmm. I said, the only thing I'm not happy about is the way Anvo was portrayed in this Right, uh, right, patch. right. Yeah, and I understand why they did it. You know, it's for nostalgia purposes. Yeah. Well, oh, you that got nostalgia Dave MG. is going to sell sell units.
1: But Dave MG in the chat room um, said the exact same thing. He said, uh, "Oh, where is it? Is it is it still up?"
0: Yeah. Yeah. Played hour on the PTS. My main problem was the lore of the place uh, looks too much like Oblivion, and
1: all yeah. that is. Yeah. So that's that's a good that's a yeah. good call out there from from Dave. You yeah, know, you're gonna get that. You're gonna get that. But um. Hmm. You know, it's annoying for for folks that know the lore, but for for the nostalgia. I mean, what what's more important, lore or nostalgia? Um, I, I really I really don't know the answer to that. I think it's a case by case basis sort of a thing. Um, I love yeah, the nostalgia the... feel, but you know, from, from the what... number of
2: tweets that I've been getting this week and last week, you know, nostalgia is obviously you know what people are going to go by. People don't read the books. You know, some people that listen to our podcast. Contacted me directly asking, you know, what I thought of it because they had heard episode 41 and uh, knew, you know, that we were really concerned about how Anvil was going to be portrayed. Right. Um, yeah. So it, it's, you know, an interesting thing. Um, my big fear is, you know, we've seen data mine pictures and information now for Vardenfeld. And you know my feelings on Vardenfeld. It's a temple sanctuary at this point in time with a few town, fishing towns that are going to be available. Let's hope that, you know, that's what we see and that we don't see vivek you know and we don't see other major cities dotted throughout vardenfeld like we see in morrowind Mm.
1: well i wouldn't uh hold my breath on on that and i think we're going to get a big uh big nostalgia factor
0: well it does and again it does sort of uh depend on what the lore is and how they approach it and their explanations like as we were talking about uh on Twitter, and I, I sort of explain, like at least how I see that they might be able to justify having the larger cities, because the fact is that at this point in time, Dagoth Ur hasn't returned, right. and the uh, and the tribunal is at the height of their power. So it's quite possible they do have the people there, and then once Dagoth Ur does return, that's when they get everyone off the island ASAP, and make it a temple preserve. Okay. And that that wouldn't be a huge lore change. There have been larger lore changes. Hell, Morrowind did larger lore changes. So yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah. I for example, uh Morrowind just completely removed the fact that they uh the Dunmer were uh conquered by the uh the Dunmer themselves, as Dunmer were, had been conquered and a part of Skyrim, the entirety of Morrowind for several centuries before Red Mountain completely ignored in Morrowind yeah. so you know like this changes like this aren't necessarily even if they seem hugely lore breaking let's see what type of story they're telling and how you know what what type of story they're telling and does this add to the story or can does the lore they're bringing forth make sense so that that's kind of how I look at it.
2: Yep that's a good point and you know I have to keep that in mind. Especially right. when I'm ranting, raving, flipping desks, you know, throwing <laughs> a temper tantrum. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. Speaking of of uh, ranting, raving, maybe flipping desks. I I think uh, this guy Rufio might be flipping desks when he finds out that Manheim Molhand here, the uh, barkeep at the ill of uh, the uh, inn of Ill Omen, it, it literally told me uh, he you know this uh, this guy Rufio, kind of a weird guy. I don't care though. He pays his tab. But oh, I got the sense from these hiding. He's hiding from something or from someone, um, but but anyway, he's downstairs, like right in that hatch over there. Uh, so he's down there. Like <laughs> that's kind of messed up that he would say that. <laughs> he, he thinks he's hiding from something, but then he, he tells a complete I, I stranger. Hope nothing happens to him. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> anyway, um, let's uh, let's actually move into uh, um, our actual discussion topic, um which is uh basically some some dark brotherhood nostalgia. Now, some of our listeners are are coming to classic to experience, you know, the older games of the older uh Elder Scrolls franchise. Um as such they they may know they may know the Dark Brotherhood quest of Skyrim. Uh so so I think what we'd like to do is look at the quests in Oblivion and ask um, you know, ourselves which Dark Brotherhood quests is their favorite and why? And, uh, you know, with the Dark Brotherhood coming to ESO, what aspects of quests uh, do you want to see in, in the Dark Brotherhood DLC? Now, uh, we got a big show. we got a real long history uh, coming at you of Dark Brotherhood stuff that's that's really exciting uh, to get into uh, very shortly. And then, of course, some um, Sonarist Archives. We've got a lot coming from uh, Mark as well. And then, and then some, and then an email. So we'll open up our discussion on this. Uh, but we've got a ton of show to go through folks. So, so let's, um, so let's dive into this right now. Um, starting with, uh, Mike, What what are some of your, your favorite quests in, in dark brotherhood?
2: Okay. So I gave a a splattering of quests here uh, for people to look at on our notes. Uh, but two of them really stand out to me. Um, One of them is called Accidents Happen. uh, And I've just played this one uh, last week. An honest wood elf in Bruma has upset some dishonest people. Uh, And what you have to do is you have to sneak into his house, sneak into his attic, and during the hours of eight to midnight, untie the minotaur head that's mounted above his uh, chair and let it drop on him and kill him. And it reminds me a lot of the... um, uh, Vittoria Vici quest where you have can you have the option to push the statue down on her on her wedding day so once again it's a you know hide in plain sight uh, and use an item to complete your quest and uh, I thought that was really cool the second one is called who done it uh, summer Miss mana there are there were six on the night of last and then there were none save one and uh, what it is you get locked in a house with Colonel Mustard, Miss Scarlet, Professor Plum, and your job is to kill the guests without anyone suspecting you. Uh, and so uh, I think that one's really an awesome uh, one because once you start the quest, you get locked in the house, you have to complete it. Right, right. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you can raise all of their, um, what do you call it, using the the, the pizza wheel, uh, you know, the... Beach pizza? Their attitude, yes, their attitude towards you, uh, so that it becomes, so that, you know, they'll tell you everything you want to know about everybody else and you know, get them all, like, thinking that everybody else is the murderer and friends with you, and then, you know, unleash your terrible night fury on them.
0: Oh no, that that is a classic. Uh, I would say that my favorite, uh, my favorite two from Oblivion are, yeah, the the accidents happen with the Minotaur head, but I also like scheduled for execution where you have to sneak into the Imperial prison uh, prison and get the annoying Dunmer that's in the cell across from yours at the very beginning. Oh, that yeah. one is just satisfying. You know, <clears throat>
1: um I, I got to <laughs> admit, I, I recently um I was telling these guys off air, you know, I, I haven't played the Dark Brotherhood uh, quest chain in Oblivion. Um, so I'll I'll sort of you know talk about this from the from the Skyrim um, perspective, but you know I did at least get that far, and uh, I remember thinking like that that was amazing to actually be able to go back. I mean you don't ever have to step foot in that area ever again. And Bethesda said yeah. you know what we really hammered you with this guy early in the game. Wouldn't it be great if you can go back and just really off that guy? And, <laughs> and the fact that you can do that is really satisfying. You're right, Mark.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, from Skyrim, though, I think that one of my... Uh, other than just, frankly, the entirety of the... Um, the Kill the Emperor plotline that Skyrim has. Because, frankly, there's a grandness to that plotline that's just amazing. Um, I think going after the the Gourmet is probably one of my favorite quests in Skyrim. Because, mm. you know, you, you need to track him down, and then you need to basically figure out... Okay, how do I get rid of him and hide the body? And it's not too hard, but it's still one of those little, you know, you know, you need to take some thought to approach this one.
1: Yeah. Um you know the uh the wedding.
0: Yes. Where you get That's to, a classic. Too. It,
1: it's it's so memorable. It's I think that's the one quest everyone remembers because you know, you aren't expecting to be able to knock over a gigantic stone and and you know kill the bride, um, and yet if you line yourself up perfectly, uh, thinking that you know you're gonna you're gonna take a shot on her, uh, you well, I mean it's it's you don't have a shot at all <laughs> well, from that perspective. Or,
0: or you could or you could sneak up behind them and put some berserk poison in the uh, uh pick, poison the husband with some bes- berserk poison by putting it into his pockets.
2: And Gabrielle leaves a special bow for you in another position, so there's multiple ways to finish that one. Oh yeah,
0: and I think that's
1: what people love about about the Dark Brotherhood is you, the quest lines is you're you're able to do you're able to do these contracts, um, yeah, in multiple different ways.
2: Well, do you remember when I was running a stream on the Dark Brotherhood originally, and there's the um, the one quest where you have to go kill the miner. It's like one of the Nazir side quests. And you were like, what the heck are you doing? All I know is you were running around with a pickaxe killing people. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, she's a miner, I'm going to kill her with a pickaxe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Um, anything else, guys, from, from either one of you on this? No, ah. good. Okay. All right. Uh. Well... Without any further ado, uh, we have uh, Sweet
2: Mother, Sweet Mother, in the history of Mike. We're going to cover a couple of the the, the few books that there are available in um, the Elder Scrolls up until this point on the Dark Brotherhood. And the first is A Kiss, Sweet Mother. Author is anonymous. So you wish to summon the Dark Brotherhood. You wish to see someone dead. Pray, child pray, and let the Night Mother hear your plea. You must perform the most profane of rituals, the Black Sacrament. Create an effigy of the intended victim, assembled from the actual body parts, including a heart, skull, bones, and flesh. Encircle the effigy with candles. The ritual itself must commence. Proceed to stab the effigy repeatedly with a dagger, rubbed with the petals of nightshade, while whispering this plea, Sweet Mother, Sweet Mother, send your child unto me. The sins of the unworthy you must be baptized with blood and fear. Then wait, child, for the dread father Sithis rewards the patient. You will be visited by a representative of the Dark Brotherhood. So begins a contract bound in blood. So that was a kiss, sweet mother. Hmm. From there we have three books Fire and Darkness. This is the first by Yinir Groming. Brother, I can call you brother, for we share our bonds of blood, tested but unbroken by hatred. Even if I am murdered, which seems inevitable now, know that, brother, you and I are not innocents, so our benedictions of mutual enmity is not tragic, but horror. This state of silent, shadowed war, of secret poisons, of sleeping men strangled in their bed, of the sudden arrow and the artful dagger, has no end that I can see. A possibility for peace. I see the shadows in the room move through the flame of my candle. I know that the signs that... Dot, dot, dot. Mm -hmm. This note was found where it had fallen beneath the floorboards of an abandoned house in the Nord village of Jaldenheim in the 358th year of the Second Era. It was said that a quiet cobbler lived in the house whispered by some to be a member of the dreaded Morag Tong. The Assassin's Guild outlawed throughout the Emperor, throughout the 34 years previously. The house itself was perfectly in order. As if the cobbler had simply vanished, there was a single drop of blood on the note. The Dark Brotherhood had paid a call. This note, and others like it, are rare. Both the Morag Tong and its hated child, the Dark Brotherhood, are scrupulous about leaving no evidence behind their members know that to divulge secrets of their orders is a lethal infraction. This obviously makes the job of the historian seeking to trace their histories very difficult. Most scholars believe that the birth of the Dark Brotherhood, the secular murder-for-profit order of assassins, was as a result of a religious schism in the Morag Tongue. Given the secrecy of both cults, it is difficult to divine the exact nature of it, but certain logical assumptions can be made. The Morag Tong continues, as we know, to worship Sithis. The Dark Brotherhood is not considered a religious order by most, merely a secular organization, offering murder for gold. I have seen, however, proof positive in the form of writs to the Dark Brotherhood that Sithis is still revered above all. So where, the reader asks, is the cause for the schism? How could a silent war have begun when both groups are so close? Both Assassin's Guilds, after all, worship Scythis, and yet a figure emerges from history who should give those with this assumption pause. The Night Mother. Who the Night Mother is, where she came from, what her functions are, no one knows. The Night Mother, my dear friend, is Mafala. The Dark Brotherhood of the West, unfettered by orders of the tribunal, worships continues to worship Mafala. They may not call her by her name, but the Daedra of murder, sex, and secrets is their leader still. And they did not, and still do not, to this day, forgive their brethren for casting her aside. The cobbler who met his end in the Second Era, who saw no end to the war between the brothers and the Morag Tong, was correct. In the shadow of the Empire, the Brothers of Death remain locked in combat, and they will likely remain that way forever
1: so so let me just interrupt for just a second um uh, mike the in elder scrolls 6 all right i just want to i want to sort of break from the cadence just a little bit here in elder scrolls 6 no matter where it's going to be do you feel that the with the state of the dark brotherhood from Skyrim, we might actually instead of seeing the Dark Brotherhood see a resurgence of the Morag Tong?
2: That is always a possibility. Um, if you played um, Dragonborn in uh, on Skyrim, you did encounter a small group of Morag Tong assassins uh, that were holed up there. Uh, so it is always a possibility that uh, especially with the, um, the fleeing of Morrowind after the Red Year, that uh, you could see a resurgence of the morag tong in other provinces as they try to rebuild themselves you know hundreds of years later do you
1: think the lore would would support something like that i mean i i literally know nothing about what happened to the
2: morag tong so so what had happened is after just before eso starts um the morag tong uh kill off the potentate and they're outlaw and they they've painted on the wall pretty much that morag tong is here in his blood and uh, the morag tong is um, Then outlawed throughout the empire where the only place they're finding any refuge is in um, Morrowind and then after the fall of the tribunal and the red year and everything uh, They're already low numbers become even smaller uh, so it's believed that they've been wiped out but you know, it uh, is not always. You know, not It could not. It could potentially not be the case. It could be that you know, there's enough of them still around, uh, as we've seen in ESO that they're. We've already seen their presence. If you play the EP uh, storyline, that uh, enough of them would still be around that they could continue on in this day. Just that they're no longer protected in Morrowind because well, Morrowind's not really there anymore. At least not the way that we remember Morrowind. Mm.
1: Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, Mark, I think uh, I think we can hear you tippy tip, tapping over there. Oh, sorry about you don't that. do mind. Um. All right. Uh. Not to slow down, Mike, but uh, please continue. On yeah, your That's fine. On your way. But yeah, I was I was dying to know that. I was dying to think, you know, what what you might think about. Uh. That that sort of that sort of thing.
2: So then we come to the book, The Brothers of Darkness, by. The Dark Brotherhood has no shortage of business opportunities. And accounting, I have been informed, is the Brotherhood's favorite euphemism for an execution. While they are officially considered an unlawful organization in every corner of the Empire, like the Thieves' Guild, they are almost as universally tolerated. As their name suggests, the Dark Brotherhood has a history shrouded in obsification, Their ways are secret to those who are not themselves brothers of the order. Brother is a generic term. Some of their deadliest assassins are female, but they are often called brothers as well. How they continue to exist in shadow, but be easily found by those desperate enough to pay for the service, is not the least of the mysteries surrounding them. The Dark Brotherhood sprang from the religious order, the Morag Tong, during the Second Era. The Morag Tong were worshippers of the Daedra spirit Mafala, who encouraged them to commit ritual murders. In their early years, they were as disorganized as only obscure cultists could be. There was no way to lead this band. And as a group, they dared not murder anybody of any importance. This changed with the rise of the Night Mother. All leaders of the Morag Tong, and then thereafter the Dark Brotherhood, have been called the Night Mother. Whether the same woman, if it is even a woman, has commanded the Dark Brotherhood since the Second Era is unknown. What is believed is that the original Night Mother developed an important doctrine of the Morag Tong, the belief that while Mafala does grow stronger with every murder committed in her name, certain murders were better than others. Murders that came from hate-pleased Mafala. More than murders committed because of greed. Murders of great men and women, please Mafala, more than murders of relative unknowns. We can approximate the time this belief was adopted with the first known murder committed by the Morag Tong. In the year 324 of the Second Era, the potentate Versidu Sadai, I hope I said that right, was murdered in his palace in what is today the elsewhere kingdom of Senchil. In a brash move, the Night Mother announced the identity of the murderers by painting Morag Tong on the walls in the potentate's own blood. It is more difficult to date the era when the Morag Tong reemerged as the Dark Brotherhood, especially as other guilds of assassins have sporadically appeared throughout the history of Tamriel. The first mention of the Dark Brotherhood that I have found is from the journals of the Blood Queen Armivthea of Hageth she spoke of slaying her enemies by her own hand or if necessary with the help of the night mother and her dark brotherhood the secret arsenal my family has employed since my grandfather's time she wrote this in second era 412 so one can surmise that the dark brotherhood has been in, in existence since at least 360 if her grandfather had truly made use of them the important distinction between the dark brotherhood and the morag tong was that the Brotherhood was a, a business as much as it was a cult. Rulers and wealthy merchants used the Order of Assassins. The Brotherhood gained the obvious rewards of a profitable enterprise, as well as the secondary benefit that rulers could no longer actively persecute them. They were needed. They were purveyors of an essential commodity. Even an extremely virtuous leader would be unwise to mistreat the Brotherhood. So this gives a slightly different reading, whereas uh, the first one talks about Sithis. This one talks more about Mephala. Uh, in both cases, they do recognize that there is a schism between the Dark Brotherhood and the Morag Tongue.
0: Well, it's, it's sort of impo- uh, important to recognize also that uh, the book Fire and Darkness that um, you had read earlier, or yeah, the, the book, that one uh, was written for Oblivion, but this one here, this one was uh The Brothers of Darkness. This one was written for Daggerfall. So this initially was the sort of this was their initial plot line for or their understanding of what the Dark Brotherhood was. So the idea of the Night Mother, um will and I'll go into this a bit further once we get to the archives, but the idea of who the dark of who the Night Mother was evolved along with everything else. Like there's Really no mention here of the of the Morag Tong eventually becoming um, uh, a part of Morrowind. Like, basically becoming re-legalized, because that did not come around again until they were putting Morrowind together. Yeah. So So just
2: like uh, with ESO where you can get the writs for your thievery, if you were part of the Morag Tong, you could get a writ that says, Yes, I killed this person, but uh, it's sanctioned by the temple because I'm a Morag Tong assassin. Yeah, so you didn't really need to be secretive about it. You just needed to do the job. <laughs> so yeah,
1: which I sort of feel like is the case here in Oblivion as well, um, where I don't really feel like I need to be secretive about anything I do. I just need to go over there and just kill that dude, and that'll be it. <laughs> I mean, that's literally what happened to Rufio. Like that that guy from the end was like, oh. I don't know much about him, but, uh, you know, I know people are kind of looking for him. Anyway, he's under
0: there. winky winky nudgy, nudgy. Wink. Okay. Yeah, and it's not even like, you know, that it's not even like uh, that jackass hasn't paid his bills. It looks like he's hiding from someone. I'm going to kick him out later on. No, it's not it's, like that at all. You're right, Mark. What a jerk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he has no reason not to like this guy. You know, it's, you know, he pays his money and he keeps to himself. Why wouldn't you want to? You know, why would you uh, tattle on him?
1: I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't even
2: like begin to. <laughs> oh, farwin's dealing with skooma traffickers.
0: Uh shh, no,
1: it's <laughs> I,
0: I always found it just as a side thing. I always found it weird in Morrowind where, if you approach a merchant and you have skooma in your inventory. They won't talk to you at all, as though like they just have this skooma radar. Radar, and it's like, oh gee, anyone who has skooma must be a pusher. Wow. <laughs> you you literally have to go dump it, and then go talk to them. So it's like literally, um, oh, I won't talk to you, and uh, you know, as long as you're carrying that skooma, fine, thump right at my feet. Okay, let's deal. Let's take it up <laughs> afterwards. <laughs>
1: Fine, you're no longer a skooma dealer now that it's on the ground and in plain sight.
0: <laughs>
1: Word, uh, music to a cop's ear, by the way. Narcotics in plain sight. That is
0: Yeah, yes, I can only
1: imagine. To... Oh my god, dude. Pull somebody over <laughs> and, uh, hey, uh, buddy, who's, uh, <clears throat> skooma is that on the... Oh, uh, that's, uh, my, uh, shh. He, like, looks in the back seat. shit, that's right, I dropped her off. Uh, my mom's skooma. (laughs) That's my mom's skooma. She left it here. Uh, yeah. It's prescribed
2: by her doctor.
1: The law doesn't work like that.
0: Um, you're under arrest. (laughs) (laughs) We're pretty you want You know what? You should start trying that. You know, sorry, buddy, you can't go until we talk. And uh, I can't talk to you while you have drugs on you. <laughs> <laughs> let, let him, maybe if you dropped him at your feet, and then we could talk. Right.
1: <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, sure, no problem. I, I've I I could tell you stories. I could tell you stories where uh, the skooma trafficker um, thought I said one thing and I actually said something else, and it was like, oh, here's my skooma. <laughs> and i'm like great okay i wasn't asking for that i was literally asking for your id but uh halt criminal scum
0: (laughs) (laughs) well that's when you gain the ability to teleport right once once you actually you know have been caught exactly (laughs) so anyway
1: um yeah so so mike um continuing on we're,
2: we're enjoying story time with mike So, the third book that I came across, uh, Sacred Witnesses, which is kind of cool because it ties the other two previous books together. So, the author is Enric Milnes. I have met countesses and courtesans, empresses and witches, ladies of war and slatons of peace. But I have never met a woman like the Night Mother, and I never will again. I am a writer, a poet of some small renown, Oh, uh, sorry, probably... that's
0: actually slatterns of peace. Slatterns of peace? Based prostitutes.
2: Ah. <clears throat> wow, we'll have to use that word more often.
0: Wow. <laughs> Ladies of ill repute.
2: I think we need to copy that word and put it into the chat room now. That's so right. That everybody can see it.
0: <laughs> slatterns.
2: <laughs> anyway. Okay. I am a writer and poet of small... Sorry, actually, no,
0: sorry. A dirty, untidy woman, but... Wow, it, who's it, having
2: fun here? We're having fun, right <laughs> <laughs> This is fun time, yeah! <laughs> if I told you my name, you would have heard... You may have heard of me, but very likely not. For decades, until very recently, I had adopted the city of Sentinel on the coast of Hammerfell as my home. And I kept the company of other artists, painters, tapestries and writers. No one will know, no one I know, would have known an assassin by sight. Least of all, the queen of them, the blood flower, the lady death, the night mother. Not that I had heard of her. Some years ago, I had the good fortune of meeting... Pallarn Ansi, a respected scholar who had come to Hammerfeld to do research for a book about the Order of Diagona. His essay, The Brothers of Darkness, together with Nynir's, Gromming's Fire and Darkness, The Brotherhoods of Death, are considered to be the canon tomes of the subject of Tamriel's Orders of Assassins. By luck, Gromming himself was also in Sentinel, and I was privileged to sit with the two in a dark skooma den in the musty slums of the city. As we smoked and talked about the Dark Brotherhood, the Morag Tong, and the Night Mother,
1: oh, oh, oh. smoking our
2: cigars, of course, <laughs>
1: um, and uh, and drinking
2: our skooma, <laughs>
1: and drinking a nice, fine wine of Surreal Brothers' recent wine.
2: Oh, While not disputing the possibility that the Night Mother may be immortal, or at least very long-lived, Ossie thought it most likely that several women, and perhaps some men throughout the ages, have assumed the honorary title. It was more logical to say that there was only one Night Mother, he asserted, than to say there was only one King of Sentinel. Groming argued that there never was a night mother at least no human one the night mother was mafala herself whom the brotherhood revered second only to Sithis. i don't suppose there's any way of knowing for certain i said in a note of diplomacy certainly there is whispered roaming with a grin you could talk to that cloaked fellow in the corner i had not noticed the man before who sat by himself eyes hidden in his cloak Seeming as much a part of the dingy place as the rough stone and the unswept floor, turning back to Nier, I asked him why that man would know about the Night Mother. He's a Dark Brother," hissed Assi. "That's as plain as the moons. Don't even joke about speaking with him about her." We moved on to other arguments about the Morg Tongue and the Brotherhood, but I never forgot the image of the lone man looking at nothing and everything, in the corner of the dirty room, with fumes of skooma smoke floating around him like ghosts. When I saw him weeks later in the streets of Sentinel, I followed him. Yes, I followed him. The reader may reasonably ask why and how. I don't blame you for that. How was simple, a question of knowing my city as well as I do. I'm not a thief, not particularly sure-footed and quiet, but I know the alleys and streets of Sentinel... "'intimately, from decades worth of ambling. "'I know each bridge creaks, "'which buildings cast long irregular shadows, "'the intervals at which the native birds begin the undulations of their evening songs. "'With relative ease, I kept pace with the Dark Brother "'and out of his sight and hearing. "'The answer to why is even simpler. "'I have the natural curiosity of a born writer. "'When I see the strange new animal, I must observe. "'It is the writer's curse.' I trailed the cloaked man deeper into the city, down an alleyway so narrow it was scarcely a crack between two tenements, past a crooked fence, and suddenly, miraculously, I was in a place that I had never been before, a little courtyard cemetery with a dozen half-rotted wooden tombstones. None of the surrounding buildings had windows that faced it, so no one knew about this miniature necropolis existence. No one except the six men and one woman standing in it, and me. The woman saw me immediately and gestured for me to come closer i could have run but no i couldn't have i had pierced a mystery right in my adopted sentinel and could not leave it she knew my name and she said it with a sweet smile the night mother was a little old lady with fluffy white hair cheeks like wrinkled apples that still carried the flush of youth friendly eyes blue as the iliac bay She softly took my arm and sat down amidst the graves and discussed murder. She was not always in Hammerfeld, not always available for direct assignments, but it seemed she enjoyed actually talking to her clientele. I did not come here to hire the Brotherhood, I said respectfully. Then why are you here? the Nightmother asked. Her eyes never leaving mine. I told her I wanted to know about her. I did not expect an answer to that, but she told me. "'I do not mind the stories you writers dream up about me,' she chuckled. "'Some of them are very amusing, and some of them are good for business. "'I like the sexy dark woman lounging on the divan "'in Corvulx Tonway's fiction particularly. "'The truth is that my history would not make a very dramatic tale. "'I was a thief long, long ago, back when the Thieves' Guild was only beginning.' It's such a bother to sneak around a house when performing a burglary, and many of us found it most efficacious to strangle the occupants of the house. Just for convenience, I suggested the Guild that a segment of our order be dedicated to the arts and sciences of murder. It did not seem like such a controversial idea to me, the Nightmother shrugged. We had specialists in cat burglary, pickpocketing, lockpicking, fencing, all the other essential parts of the job. But the guild thought that encouraging murder would be bad for business. Too much, too much, they argued. They might have been right, the old woman continued, but I discovered there is a profit to be made, just the same, from sudden death. Not only can one rob the deceased, but if the your victim has enemies, such rich people often do, you can be paid for it even more. I began to murder people differently when I discovered after that. After I strangled them, I would put two stones in their eyes, one black and one white. Why, I asked, it was sort of a calling card of mine. You're a writer. Don't you want your name in your books? I couldn't use my name, but I wanted potential clients to know me and my work. I don't do it anymore. No need to. But at the time, it was my signature. Word spread and I soon had quite a successful business. And that became the Morag Tong, I asked? Oh, dear me, no, the Nightmother smiled. The Morag Tong had been around long before my time. I know I'm old, but I'm not that old. I merely hired on some of their assassins when they began to fall apart after the murder of the last potentate. They did not want to be members of the Morag Tong anymore, and since I was the only other murder syndicate of that note they just joined on. I phrased my next question carefully. Will you kill me now that you've told me all of this? She nodded sadly, letting out a little grandmotherly sigh. You are such a nice, polite young man. I hate to end our acquaintanceship. I don't suppose you would agree to a concession or two in exchange for your life, would you? To my everlasting shame, I did agree. I said I would say nothing about our meeting, which... "'as the reader can see, was a promise I eventually, years later, chose not to keep. "'Why have I endangered my life thus? "'Because of the the promises I did keep. "'I helped the Night Mother and the Dark Brotherhood, "'acts too despicable, too bloody, for me to set on paper. "'My hand quivers as I think about the people I betrayed. "'Beginning that night, I tried to write my poetry, "'but ink seemed to turn to blood. "'Finally, I fled.' changing my name, and going to a land where no one would know me. And I wrote this, the true history of the Night Mother, from the interview she gave me on the night we met. It will be the last thing I ever write. This I know, and every word is truth. Pray for me. So, a third incantation of the Dark Brotherhood and the Night Mother. Very creepy. Yeah. <clears throat> Anything it, involving it is... uh, Dark Brotherhood,
1: uh, like books and whatnot it ends up like, you know, you're like, oh, this is you know, whatever, it's it's lore, blah blah blah, but then you get into it, and you're like oh my god, this is actually getting really creepy oh <laughs> <Well>,
0: yeah <laughs> I, the only thing is, with this story, I feel that it if you take it as an actual interview with the Night Mother, which considering the timeline probably not because uh, we know the Night Mother is a withered corpse, you know, and uh, buried, long buried um, but the whole story of oh I was a thief and just hey murder seemed to be you know, worthwhile I don't know it just it, it sucks out a lot of the mystery and mystique of the Dark Brotherhood and their connection to Sithis and everything else
2: you uh, know, that, like, I, so I, I think the entire thing though is as much about deception
0: Oh, that's that's how I read it. I don't read it as sort of a literal thing, but I'm saying if if you were to take it as what she is saying is true, it's it's pretty dull. Like, yeah. I, like when you compare to what our understanding with the Morag Tong and the connections with Sithis and every the mysticism around the Brotherhood, that's far more interesting a backstory for the the guild than I was a thief. I started killing people cuz it seemed like it, you know it was fun and got you know and I got paid for it. Which one's the nice, you know, which one would you rather have as the actual backstory? Yeah. So yeah, I I do take a reading that this is this is a deception that the night mother or the dark brotherhood allow, you know, had put out in order to sort of confuse the issue or throw people off because otherwise it's like you know, we've killed the man for writing this. What do we want to do with the publisher? Eh, publisher didn't write it; he's just putting it
2: out. <laughs> yeah, you'd <laughs> figure they'd wipe it from existence completely, but it hasn't. Exactly. Yeah. Now, doesn't the Dark
1: Brotherhood like get their uh, their targets and their location from the Night Mother? They somehow they commune with the Night Mother, and she she tells them like this is your you know this is a target worth going after
2: yes so there is a hierarchy Um, are you going to talk about the hierarchy in uh, the uh, archives okay so I'll let Mark talk about the hierarchy when we get to the archives then Um,
0: because the hierarchy changes up a bit between the various um, the the various games
2: so we have one last set set of books here everybody's favorite I know it's Avarwin's favorite oh yeah Cicero's Journals Ah. So I have, Cicero. Taken I have taken excerpts from the clowns. <laughs>
0: nice,
2: mother. I should have you read it with the, these voices. Ah uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so from volume one, the 18th of evening, star fourth era, 186. As I began this new phase of my life, I have decided to finally keep a journal. So much has happened to me thus far, both within the Brotherhood and without when I think there is no record of what has transpired. It almost seems an affront to Sithus himself, so I am determined to make amends. Yes, the Dark Brotherhood has its own scribes and chroniclers, but it is their solemn task to record those events deemed important to the organization as a whole. Let this volume serve as a personal record of one man, a lowly assassin who has pledged his blade and his life for the Brotherhood. And I think this is really cool because, theoretically, this paragraph itself can um, really gives to the point that there is so much more lore and information about the Brotherhood that we you know, don't have access to yeah so that is one really cool thing so the 27th of Rainhand 4th era 187 I completed the arena contract I ultimately decided to pose as a starstruck fan and immediately got the Grand Champion's good graces While escorting the arrogant fool through the great forest, I slashed his throat and left his corpse for the bears. Now, this one paragraph here has a lot of people believing that the adoring fan that we see here in Oblivion is the same Cicero. Now, please note that the Oblivion Crisis takes place in the Third Era 433, nearly 200 years prior to this entry in his journal. So, the coincidental adoring fan and... uh, the uh, fan who murders the uh, grand champion here are not the same person. Because a lot of people think that Cicero is the adoring fan because of that.
0: Yeah, but the adoring fan uh, I believe is an elf of some type. I believe so too. Yeah,
2: but Cicero isn't. Cicero is human. So, you know, it's just something I wanted to bring up. So, seventh of Sun Height, fourth era 188. Waywest is lost. The city fell to the corsairs. And it's just a matter of time before the sanctuary is breached. May the Night Mother watch over her children in their hour of need. The fifth of last seed, fourth era 188. We received word today that Waywest sanctuary was raided and destroyed by the corsairs. There were no survivors. There are now only three active Dark Brotherhood strongholds remaining the Chaded Hall Sanctuary, here in the Imperial Palace, province. A remote sanctuary located in the forest of Skyrim and the Corn, yeah, the Sanctuary and elsewhere. The Black Hand has ordered the sanctuary closed and its members integrated into our own ranks in Chadenhall. I will embrace those new family members as warmly as I was when I first made my home here. The 27th of Heartfire. 4th Era 188. The situation in Braville grows more dire. The city has erupted into violence due to a war of control being waged by Cyrodiil's two largest skooma trafficker. The listener, Al- Alessandre Dupree, has been forced to employ sellswords to protect her own residence. First of Sun's Dust, 4th Era 188. Things in Breville have come to a head. The statue of the lucky old lady has been destroyed. Alisan Dupre has left her residence to guard the crypt of the Night Mother, hidden below the remains of the statue. If the crypt is discovered, Dupre will, of course, protect the remains of the own holy matron until her dying breath. The 21st of Sun's Dust, 4th Era 188. So much has happened since my last entry. After Garnag and Androconda have left for Breville, we stopped receiving communications from the city. We feared the worst. This morning, those fears were confirmed. When Garnag returned alone, transporting the most precious cargo, the great stone coffin of the Nightmother herself. The story Garnag told could curl the blood of even the most hardened of Sith's servants. The crypt of the Nightmother, raided. Dearest sister Andrakana, cut to pieces, and the listener herself, the most honored Alessandra Dupree, burned alive in a storm of fire mage. Garnag, though gravely injured, he will most certainly lose his right eye, managed to fend off the attackers and transport the Nightmother's coffin safely out of the city. He has been on the road, making his way back here since the tragic night. 23rd of Sun's Dust, 4th Year 188. Now that things have settled down, the reality of our situation has finally come to bear. We are a dark brotherhood without a listener. With no listener, the Black Sacrament will go unheard. Surely the Night Mother will speak to someone soon, thus choosing a new listener to take Dupre's place. Until that happens, though, we must take to the streets. We must hear the pleas of the desperate and vengeful. The people of Tamriel must not know, must never know, that their prayers to the Night Mother are going unheeded. 24th Star, 4th year 189. It is a new year and two months since the Night Mother first arrived here at Jaden Hall. And still the unholy matron has not seen fit to speak to any of us. And so Rasha has decided to revive an ancient Dark Brotherhood tradition. The appointing of a keeper. A guardian whose sole duty is the safeguarding of the Night Mother's remains. The remaining members of the Black Hand will make their decision tomorrow. 25th of the Morningstar, 4th Era, 189. I have been chosen. By some incomprehensible twist of fate, the Black Hand has named me the Night Mother's keeper. In all honesty, I am both incredibly honored and deeply saddened. This means the end of my contracts. I'll be lucky to lift a blade again. Thankfully, Rasha has promised me one final contract before I accept my new duties. Third of First Seed, Fourth Era 189. I have settled into settled well into my new role as keeper. It is my duty to not only keep the Night Mother's shrine clean and the candles lit, but to the, tend the body as well. The Night Mother's crypt was a consecrated place. Shroud-kissed, absent of sunlight, and safe from the world above. Removed from there, the remains are subject to the filth and corruption of the living. The body is perfectly preserved, so the concern is not physical, but rather spiritual. The remains must be sanctified regularly, so that they may continue to serve as a conduit for the Night Mother's soul. Our Matron's eternal spirit may travel the void freely, but it is through her own earthly remains that she communicates with the listener. And so I wash the corpse weekly and with the request oils, recite the ancient incantations, and personally see to the extermination of any insects or rodents. If the Night Mother does not speak, it will be because she chooses not to, not because she is unable. This is my responsibility. This is my vow. From the Fourth Journal. First of Hearthfire, Fourth Era 189. Chadenhall Hall has erupted into violence and chaos. Like so many other cities before it, the sanctuary has remained unbreached. But for how long? Our numbers are few, and with no speaker, the contracts have dwindled, almost to nothingness. Rashad holds the sanctuary is slipping. From the 30th of Sun's Dust, 4th Era 200, I have written letters, so polite, so official, to Astrid in Skyrim. Her sanctuary still stands, but operates. But how? No listener means no black sacrament. No black sacrament means... Means no contract. Her family can abandon the old ways and still survive. Still kill. But is that family still brotherhood? Or something else? Something new? Something different? Something wrong? Something wrong? Still we must go. Tomorrow we set sail. Floating on a boat through the moat called the sea of... Called the sea, her, and me. 22nd of evening, Star, 4th Era 200. Sick, sick, sick of the rocking, tossing, rolling, throwing upon the gray, gray waves... I've been reading of Skyrim in the good old days, the old ways. There's another sanctuary once, a Dawnstar sanctuary, good, ancient, strong, blessed by Sithis. Cicero will go there. No need of Astrid. The mother and I will settle, and she will speak to me finally, and we will be, we will build the old ways anew together. Twenty-third of Evening Star, four two hundred. The passphrase is mine. I have found it in an ancient, as the sanctuary itself. The black door will ask, what is life's greatest illusion? I will answer innocence my brother finally a space a place to call my own a joker's retreat for the fools of hearts first of rain's hand fourth era 201 the mother and keeper must go I am NOT the listener and never will be but I am the keeper I must serve the night mother well will above my own I must find her listener I must teach Astrid the error of her ways and the beauty and necessity of the old ways I have sent a letter to Astrid and we leave soon but Cicero will keep the sanctuary as his sanctuary a place to rest and ply my trade for i once more take up the blade and send some lucky souls to him their laughter strikes as flits of whim yay crazy cicero that was
1: really really good mike you you ran uh you you ran from i mean specifically like you know the reading was is always great but specifically like cicero's journals you know you you bounced from journal to journal to journal entry and um really provided a great narrative there for for the character you did a great job with that
2: i took almost half of the stuff out because a lot of stuff really doesn't apply to what we really want to know right about the dark brotherhood i mean a lot of it's like his personal stuff and you know his last you know contract and you know his going crazy from the silence and stuff like that it's more along the lines of the loss of sanity that you can see, you can read through, mm-hmm. but it's the fact of the loss of the sanctuaries down to the fact that you know he's transporting the Night Mother to Skyrim.
1: What's yeah. the big takeaway from his from his journal entries?
2: I think the big takeaway is just how susceptible even the Dark Brotherhood is to violence in the area. I mean, they they. You know, lost to the Corsairs in um, Hammerfall. You know, and that was, you know, a, pol- a political issue there. They've lost to this skooma trafficker. So it's an underworld uh, battle royale that's going on that they get swept up into in Breville and then into Chadenhall. And it's not really like the Empire has swooped in to destroy them. It's all dealing with, uh, uh, you know, a skooma trafficking uh, ring. So it's kind of like a mafia war almost going on
0: yeah and it really highlights just how much the the night mother and the listener together are the linchpin of the entire operation because when if you lost the the listener, the night mother can't you know the entire place no longer get their contracts from her, so it becomes harder for them to stay together to be out there as the dark brotherhood they have to find other ways of getting their contracts and it sort of removes a lot of the mystique and um, that weakens sort of the the way people would look at the brotherhood I feel um, and at the same time if the night mother disappears well that's the, the whole game gone you, you're just going to have to be regular assassins because you're never getting that link back
2: I also think from reading through his journals okay it was almost as if it was planned that, you know, the the Brotherhood had to go through this shrinking. Uh, oh, sorry.
0: Hover shoes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I want
0: to pair.
1: Yeah. So so Mark's talking about these, uh, these ridiculous uh, green velvet shoes that I had on after I killed a pirate. And uh, <clears throat> they were just sort of hovering in space when I took them out of my inventory. So that's what he's talking yeah. about. Anyway, uh, go, ahead, go ahead.
2: Go ahead, Mike. Yeah, sorry. That, uh, you know, you figure if Sithis and the Night Mother, you know, are these immortal beings uh, living in the void that she has chosen not to like warn her children to, you know, flee the sanctuary, to send word to them that, you know, we know that what's coming and get out of there. Um, That it almost is like, you know, she is anticipating this reduction of the, uh, the Brotherhood down to her and Cicero and then eventually a new listener and a couple of assassins instead In a, of sorry, go ahead go ahead
0: no well it's also possible that she's only aware of of people who are dark you know who have entered the brotherhood but also she's only capable of hearing thing hearing the request you know hearing people who have performed the dark the black sacrament that yeah. That's the only, you know, that she is unable to warn her brotherhood because she just isn't aware of, you know, she's not omnipotent. She isn't aware of everything that happens. Because basically, Skyrim ends up going to, uh, you know, in Skyrim, they're down to a single sanctu- you know, a single uh, cell, a single sanctuary. And they've all but abandoned really. Expecting to hear from the Night Mother again, they they found a new way of doing things, and when you look at that, um, it's sort of hard. I, I'm sorry, I'm I, I'm losing my train of thought now.
2: Uh, the uh, official uh, Elder Scrolls pages yes. is in our um, in our chat room. The unofficial Elder Scrolls pages, and they write uh, the Night Mother purpose purposefully didn't warn the listener who. Uh, precedes the COC in oblivion of
0: that the danger true. to
2: him so that's true.
0: but that's to a specific listener and a threat within the brotherhood yeah you know
2: so as, you know
0: yeah so it, the question becomes well you know what it it could be read either way
2: and depending on I mean if she is mafala as you know is is you know potentially stipulated here you know she could easily have warned them of these issues so I think there's a, a larger plan in place that um, the reason why you know we go through all of the events of Skyrim uh, you know so it's down to you as the new listener uh, Nazir and Babette and uh, Cicero if you mm-hmm. choose to keep Cicero alive yeah <sighs> No, no, um, never.
0: unless you decide to completely destroy the Brotherhood never which is another option you've got in the game yeah, that, that's sort of in. That's it's a, a dragon break.
1: Kind of the reason why I was. Oh, it's a dragon break. Kind of the reason why I was wondering. You know, what you guys thought. Um, you know, do you think do you think maybe Morog Tong uh, will will take it over for a while until eventually we get a resurgence of the Dark Brotherhood, or you know, do you think mm-hmm. Elder Scrolls Six will show a resurgence of the Dark Brotherhood?
0: That's a good question. Um, I kind of feel that. Because the problem is that it, it, technically they've implied that the only that the listener is going to be the Dragonborn, um, and in a way it you could say that while the the like um, everything is true, everything is false. I mean, it could it could be that you could sorry, it's quite possible that the Dark Brotherhood in Skyrim was destroyed, but Cicero escaped that and uh eventually found uh a new listener and a new uh cell either he created he gathered brothers to himself or somehow the the or somehow when he died the new listener came across the night mother and wherever we are next the dark brotherhood is a very small and coming into the area and that actually could be an interesting quest line for it is that the Dark Brotherhood is is fresh, they haven't been here before, uh, and you now need to help them establish within the province. That's actually, you know what, the more I think about it, I think that's most likely where they might go with this, because in the fourth era, the Dark Brotherhood needs to expand again. Right. <clears throat> I think that's uh, sort
1: of what a lot of people are, are hoping for, um, but, you know. Yeah you never you never really know um what they're what they're going to do you think they're going to go one way and then they end up they end up going in a completely different a different way uh both brilliant all right yes. um so mark while while we're on you <clears throat> uh let's uh let's jump into the cenarist archives uh mike the the reading selections was was fantastic this week um thank you very much uh, i right, really welcome. really appreciate that um Okay. So, Mark, so, uh, on to the Sonarist Archives. Tell us how how the Dark Brotherhood has been portrayed in in the series.
0: Sure. Well, when you look at it, uh, the Dark Brotherhood has been a staple of the series since it, not since it technically began, since it really began in Daggerfall.
2: So, of course, Arena, there's no Dark Brotherhood. There's, there's just no Dark
0: Brotherhood. It's net. You never find anything in arena. It's... Arena gave us a map.
2: <laughs> Damn it, arena.
0: <laughs> no, as usual, it's not an arena. No. Okay. <laughs> However, or at least not that I've seen. It, it's possible there are small references somewhere, but I haven't really seen them. Uh, maybe the unofficial Elder Scrolls page can can correct me on that. Yes. But...
1: Welcome to the UESP, by the way. Thank you for for joining us for yes. for, for another show. By the way, it's it's really nice having. Um having them come
0: in. Yeah. So, um, basically when you start looking at things, um, the dark brotherhood itself when, uh, was a, a very difficult thing to get into in Daggerfall. Uh, well, okay. It was very easy, but at no point did the game tell you what really needed to be done. You had to sort of look at the books and sort of maybe find a hint or two, but unlike in later games, uh you couldn't just kill one guy even by accident and congratulations, you're now a dark brother. You know, you get your invitation. Um or it was something that it automatically came up when you walked into a um or when you walked into a pro you know you you could you could get the quest line just by overhearing someone on the street. Or you could or you could even go up to someone and say, hey I like to become an assassin. Do you know where the uh do you know where their hiding place is, so I can go join up?
2: Oh Morrowind. Oh Morrowind. <laughs> Hello? It's on I the corner like... of Fifth and Broadway, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Hello,
0: I would like to become a thief. Could you tell me where the thief Guild is? <laughs> um Oh god that that always tickled me about Morrowind. But it, sorry yeah, so in Daggerfall, if you wanted to become a dark a dark brother, you had to sort of show that you could kill. And so, you either had one of three things to do. You either had to kill three civilians within a, a short... I think it was within a week or something. So, kill three civilian or 15 guards. You can guess which one was the easiest of these.
1: Uh, the
0: 15 guards. <laughs> well, technically, if you... <laughs> uh, technically, the no, guards spawn no. ad nauseum. And just constantly... If you've been, sp- once they start spawning until you've left the area, mm. just without end. So, how I ended up joining was I'd read it. Okay. When I had first heard about Daggerfall, I'd read about the existence of the Dark Brotherhood in the PC Gamer review, but that didn't tell you how you got in. Uh, in order to get in, you had uh, what ended up happening was I became infected with lycanthropy. And in order to become. A, uh, in order to keep yourself from dying, because if you didn't kill once, every, I think it was once a week, you had to, um, you you had to sorry, if you didn't kill once a week, your hit points would drop very quickly to a maximum of four. So, uh, as a result, I would transform into a werebeast were beast and go kill, get you know, and, and basically role play it as. Having to give in to the beast, right? And of course, then a guard—you know—once you, know, you killed the guard, show starts showing up. So then I realized, oh hey, they can't actually hurt me because they don't have silver weapons. In which case, huh. I fought a crap ton of guards. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, pumpkin! So as a result, you kill a crap ton of guards, and then I went to sleep, and I suddenly got a note. The note basically said. You know, we're watching you. Oh, we you, saw that. you are... Yeah, we saw that. Yeah, we saw that. We saw noticed you're good at killing. However, now we want to see. Now that we know you're good at just outright murder, we want to see if you can do things subtly.
2: Stop being so... a murder hobo.
0: <laughs> basically. <laughs> well, not so much a murder, stop being a murder hobo, as be our murder hobo. <laughs> so you had to go, ba- you were basically told, go to this town, talk with this poison maker, and get a get a bottle of snake venom. From there, you had to go to another town, find the victim's home, go find a wine decanter, and poison the wine. Then you had to go to another town and meet up with your contact, and you would have completed your, t- your quest. And from there, you would now be an apprentice of the Dark Brotherhood. You would be told where the, uh, where the guild houses were. Whenever you entered a town, you would automatically know on the map where the guild house was. And it was always pretty much the exact same layout. It was a second story building. The top story set out like an like in in a V shape or an L shape. Um, and you would go in, and you had you know you had your access to everything. So you had uh, you had different ranks. You started out as an apprentice, and then you would become a journeyman, then an operator, a slayer, an executioner, a punisher, terminator then you would be an assassin then you got to be a dark brother and you had to wait at least a month between level like you could do quests but you would have to wait at least a month before you would be eligible for going up a rank and after a dark brother you could be a master assassin now the benefits of the of being in the in the brotherhood was that uh each level each rank you had increased your chance of being able to bribe a judge if you were caught Every time you went up a rank, they gave you a map to an undiscovered dungeon. When you got to being a journeyman, you got to be able to use their potion seller. When you became a slayer, you could use which was to you know rank three, you could start using the potion maker. Rank five, as a punisher, you got to be able you got to use the soul gem merchant. So you could buy and sell soul gems. And then once you hit the assassin rank, you could access the spy master, who would basically always give you truthful rumors. Um, so, now Mike mentioned the hierarchy. Well, that's that's sort of the ranking system you would go for. But there were also factions within the Dark Brotherhood itself. There were the Dark Trainers, the Dark Mixers, <laughs> because why not? The Venom Masters. Was the like Dark a Bar? The the Dark Plotters, The Dark Slayers, because dark is always fun. Uh, The Dark Binders, which I'm guessing are the writers of Fifty Shades of Dark. Um, And of course, The Night Mother. Now, looking on the unofficial Elder Scrolls webpage, Uh, In her entry for Daggerfall, they actually have a picture, an in-game picture for her, as well as an in-game sprite, which she is a living woman in this. Um, Now, according to this... Really? um, Sorry? Yeah. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. In their notes, they say uh, it is not known whether she exists as an actual person in the game, but she is one of the many political factions that exist. So I'm not sure if this is an image that was just found being part of the, uh, like, it was found within the code, which is, is my assumption. Um, or she may have just, like, the character may actually be in the world in a house just somewhere out there. And frankly, when we're talking about the thousands of locations you could potentially go in, uh, in Daggerfall, I'm not surprised that no one, you know, like it's never been updated that, oh, you can find her here because no one has the time to search. Mm. So but the fact that that uh, those images exist within, it does sort of change at least the direction they seemed to have with the Night Mother in Daggerfall and then whether they went with her in Oblivion. Uh, of course, you couldn't be a member of the, of the Dark Brotherhood in Morrowind. They were a, a villain faction that you ended up fighting because they were hired to kill you. But um, because they were replaced in, with the Morag Tong in Oblivion, which, of course, is a legal Assassin's Guild, which the only, instead of having to kill to be able to join, you just had to track them down and ask to join and have the appropriate skills
2: which that is a hard one to find where they are in it's... Vivek, because Vivek is insanely hard to navigate oh, to begin with. Oh,
0: I hate navigating Vivek. That is my, my least favorite part of that entire game is is going through Vivek, and you constantly
2: have to go back. But, but I must say, though, I was part of the Morag Tong wearing the Dark Brotherhood uniform, killing for hire. Because uh, if you get the Tribunal expansion... After a certain point in the game, they continue to send Dark Brotherhood assassins after you, and you can wear their outfit.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Hmm. So, uh, basically, when we get to Oblivion, uh, Oblivion is easier to get in. Uh, all you need to do is kill one innocent, and frankly, uh, a- as I said. I hit a period where I could not get out of Kvatch without accidentally killing one of the guards, and as a result, getting into, uh, you know, getting my invite from Lucien Lachance to get into, uh, get into the Dark Brotherhood, which was annoying because I would want to play a character who's very goodly, and it's like, oh, hey, you know what? We noticed you killed someone. Hey, why don't you join up? And whereas in Daggerfall, if you didn't, they would send assassins after you because they don't want you muscling in on their turf. Uh, in, in Oblivion, it's like, hey, you know what? We'd like you to join. You know, no no pressure. Just here's something to stab people with if you want to. And, uh, you know, uh, just go kill this guy and come back and talk to us later. You know, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll come talk to you. But, you know, no pressure. It's, it's okay, don't worry about it. <laughs> You know, that, and that kind of irks me about the Dark Brotherhood and Oblivion. That it really is, it is such a soft sell to join this Dark, you know, to join this Assassin's Guild. You know, you, you can get the, you can get it right at the beginning and, you know, you can get it right, you know, level one. And then two years of gameplay later, they're not even going to check on you. They don't mind you. You know, you do you as far as they're concerned. <laughs>
2: But you know the worst part is, like, you don't want to become a Dark Brotherhood, okay? And so you you did everything in your power not to become a member. The last gameplay I did before this current one, I tried for fourteen levels to join mm-hmm. the Dark Brotherhood. I killed so many different people <laughs> and could not get the damn visit from Lucy and the Chance. I think I had a bug in the game.
0: You you know what? It, it may Excuse maybe me. it's just that the I don't know. Things seem to come easy with me and in and the, in, uh, these games. I'm able to get out of the dagger out of Privateer's Hold, for example, in Daggerfall. <laughs> it's just easy for wow, Mark. Yeah. Mark, what's going
1: up there in the Yukon?
0: What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> <The>
1: Yukons, <laughs> not...
0: you guys are jerks. <laughs> 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 That's
2: so stereotypical.
0: <laughs> we don't leave all our par- all of our old people on nice blows.
2: Only the ones we don't like.
0: Yeah. Yes. Only the ones who are being paid to leave on ice floes. You say Yukon, we say Florida. It's all the same thing, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so uh, there are ranks again in the Dark Brotherhood in Oblivion, but they've changed up. Uh, so you can be a mur- you start off as a murderer, or you can be a murderer, slayer, eliminator, assassin, executioner, silencer, speaker, and then a listener, and then finally you become the listener. So those are the ranks. Okay, so those are the ranks that exist. I'm probably wrong in which ones you can be. Just all of a sudden I'm realizing I didn't look at that closely enough. Regardless, um, the benefits that you have of joining the Dark Brotherhood the Dark Brotherhood in Oblivion, you get access to the Chaden Hall Sanctuary, which allows you to purchase some unique magic items and spells, and it gives you a place to sleep. Uh, it gives you the opportunity to become a vampire, and you get access to poisoned apples. Oh, weightless poisoned apples. Oh, weightless poisoned um, apples. <laughs> there's actually a um, the the there's an Oblivion comic called Prequel Adventures, uh, and basically the. The artist at one point drew sort of little uh, quick side comment because one of his readers had written down, oh, the poison apples. I keep having problems dropping them in oblivion and accidentally eat them. (laughs) And so he drew up a comic of the guy basically like, okay, I'm going to drop it now and crunch. And then he starts bleeding from the mouth and his stomach starts rumbling and, oh, that's not good. (laughs) Must have been one of them uh, weightless poison apples. Uh... I heard they exist. <laughs> <laughs> so, you no, know, there's also a thing where uh, there's a guard who's who basically he's there, uh, trying to teach the, uh, t- teach the main character how to ca- uh, how to aim with a spell, and he's there. You know, take a look at this. Here's some apple. Here's some apples. One of you know most of them are fine, but this one of them is one of them is a dark. Uh, one of them I got off of a dark brother I killed. and is super poisonous. I think it's this one. Then it shows that he's bitten all the other ankle apples. Yep, yeah, it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, and so you you can get the poisoned apples, uh, which are fun to use. You can get uh, you get various unique items as you go along, and you get including access to uh, the horse shadow mirror at one point. And once you get uh, to become uh, the listener, you get uh, you do, you get um, access to a special merchant. You get. Murderers that you're able to bring along with you as henchmen, and you can also uh, do some ex- uh, do some tasks to get up to 200 gold a week. But there are a couple of problems. As long as no one sees you, uh, uh, this is from the uh, the unofficial Elder scrolls page again. Mm-hmm. Um, who I must be driving nuts with uh, things I'm getting wrong. <laughs> Uh, as long as nobody sees you when you uh, when you kill someone, you will not gain a bounty or have any subsequent problems with the law. However, completing Dark Brotherhood quests automatically earns you infamy points. As explained in detail on the article in Infamy, gaining infamy has several effects. One of the most notable is that if your infamy exceeds your fame, you cannot use Temple Altars for healing, and you may also have difficulty with the Knights of the Nine quest line. Um... They are not sanctioned assassins like the Morag Tong, so basically murder is illegal. If you're caught, you know you're on your own, and they won't pay off your bounties like the Thieves Guild will. And of course, you've got the tenants, the five tenants. If you break the rules, uh, you know you will be uh, you will be uh, you will be exiled and have to defeat something called the Wrath of Sithis to be reinstated. Uh, But you only have two chances before you're dismissed permanently.
2: Which um, your characters killed off permanently? Account yes. white. Uh,
0: sorry, the only tenants you have any chance of breaking in the game are the fourth and the fifth, which uh, prohibits prohibits you from stealing or killing a fellow from a stealing from or killing a fellow assassin. There's no other way through conversation or, or the character's actions to break the first three tenants. Saying that you are not ready for a contract is not the same as refusing to carry out an order. Uh, during the and but during the quest, the purification, you permanently gain you gain permanent immunity from the tenants, and from that point on, it's impossible to be expelled from uh, the Brotherhood.
2: Now, so, during the quest, the first time I played Oblivion, I broke the tenants. I killed one of the brothers. Can you guess which one I had killed accidentally?
1: Uh, I'm going to go the Khajiit. I'm going to go with this vampire standing in front of me.
2: Nope. Nope, you're both wrong. I we killed won. the rat.
0: Oh, yes, the rat. <laughs> There's yeah, the,
2: a rat that lives in the dormitories that's yeah. a, a member of the Dark Brotherhood. <laughs> he was
1: just on the stream, actually, that little guy. <laughs> I, I almost ran after him. I was like, oh, wait, hold on. No, he's somebody's pet. <laughs> What's the deal with NPCs and pet rats in this game?
2: No idea. That's the
1: second time like that I happen to know off the top of my head. That is the second time that i've encountered npcs that keep rats as pets
0: it's just to catch the player it's the same way that you could get in trouble for sleeping in the wrong bed in uh wrong beds in morrowind but they didn't really tell you what beds were the wrong beds
1: right right
0: um so yeah so finally we get to skyrim uh skyrim as i said earlier you can find you can end up uh stumbling across the quest just in the street you uh, you know you you hear about that um, Aventus Arent- Arentino, I believe it is yep. uh, you hear that he is trying to summon the dark Brotherhood and you now have the quest to go find out what this is about uh, you can and then your goal you're told go kill uh, evil uh, orphanage granny and <laughs>
2: <laughs> you, you, that's exactly what you need to do Wait, is orphan- it evil orphanage <laughs> the granny that lives there or is it the evil granny that lives at the orphanage yes,
0: yes.
1: grella, the, grella <laughs> so, the kind grella the kind then,
0: so then you know uh, after after a little bit you will get a you know you will get the uh, the horrible feeling you're being followed and the messenger will show up and he will give you the ever classic note that has now become the symbol of the dark brotherhood mm. we know Uh, when you go to sleep, you will wake up in what I think is probably one of the best quote-unquote cutscenes in the game. When you wake up halfway across Skyrim in the abandoned cottage uh, near Solitude, with uh, Astrid up on the bookshelf and three people with hoods on their heads. Mm -hmm. And I love that you have options. You know, like, you have a choice and you have choices you have you, you know you you have to kill someone but you have choices beyond the three options you can kill everyone in which in which astrid's there yeah you know killing them all and you know letting you know killing them all to make sure that's actually uh you know good job or and this is something that didn't strike me at the beginning because it isn't outside the box thought kill astrid right if you kill astrid that activates the destroy the, the dark brotherhood quest line but if you kill someone else, you're offered the you you have your option now to join the Dark Brotherhood. So, I I thought that that was an extremely nice touch to have. That,
1: yeah.
0: yes, you know you know you you killed an absolutely horrible woman who was torturing these children. That you know you may feel completely justified in doing so, but that doesn't mean you are now sort of you're going to have must join the Dark Brotherhood stuck in your quest line. Mm.
1: I, I really think that, that um, <clears throat> the Dark Brotherhood quest in Skyrim is the best quest, best quest line in Skyrim. And I, I, believe, um, I believe that because you have the ability to make this choice um, and, and how you carry out that choice, whether you, you, you know, decide to walk the path of the Dark Brotherhood or just snuff them out is yeah. is right there in front of you and you got to do a little outside the box thinking to open up that quest. They didn't even tell you that exists. Um and if you kill Astrid, you unlock that almost like an easter egg and it's really cool and exciting and it doesn't end there with just her. If it were to end there with just her, then it doesn't hold the um the the entertainment value for me. Yeah, the
0: the the weight wouldn't be there. The only problem I have there is that if you if you do kill her when you go to report it, you're there, I just killed the leader of the Dark Brotherhood. How do you know that? Because <laughs> I don't think she tells you I'm the boss.
1: No, no, she doesn't. Um So so there's so there's that, and then you, you actually are on a full quest chain <clears throat> to yeah. uh to go after the rest of them. And and that's yes. really kind of just freaking cool. Um Oh
0: yeah. And but if, if you monster then- <laughs> and, but then, if you join, you also have this really awesome quest line. Which you know, if you want to play an assassin, you're killing. You have to kill an emperor, and there are so many steps, and it makes it feel like this this big caper that you need to plan to get this done. And then it, there's all these, you know, um, you know. Then you walk into traps, and then there are, you know, there's plotting and counter plotting, and just it it feels like a very epic quest. Yeah. So and- so
1: one side of this is really great and the other side of this is just as good. And mm-hmm. no matter where you go if you encounter this this uh this thing <clears throat> um you're going to have a good time.
2: <laughs> yes. Can I just say I love the cutlass that you're using with the skull and crossbones just above the pommel, above the hilt? Oh, pommel. you like that? <laughs> oh, it's awesome! <laughs> at the guard area, there—that is awesome.
1: I saw this thing and I was like, you know what? I took this off a of Target, and I'm I'm gonna I'm looking at it. It's really cool, and I'm just gonna use it.
0: No, good option. That's an awesome sword.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm actually it was an upgrade too. It, was, it did a little bit more damage than the the sword I was using. I'm going after um, uh, v- uh, Dreleth right now, so I'm I'm super excited. Uh, that's Sweet. the uh,
2: <clears throat> the um, wisecrack uh, in Dunmer, huh?
1: Right, yeah. the Dunmer from the Imperial City that uh, caused me so much stress early in the
0: game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Um, sort of to clue up a bit with Skyrim uh, once you join you have access to the sanctuary which gives you a place to sleep uh, you have NPCs who are trainers who are merchants um, and are just really cool NPCs with good storylines and you know good um, you know good backstories and whatnot. Uh, and you can buy, you can buy stuff for, from them during the quest line you get the ability to summon the ghost of Lucien Lachance which is cool uh, you get the horse Shadow Mare, which I really wish it worked. that Sha- Shadow Mare worked like the horse Arta or Arak. The, the the skeletal horse that you can summon to you, you summon. from
1: Yeah. Oh right, from from Oblivion and um
0: uh, no no from um yeah, yeah, well from the Soul Cairn in right. Uh,
1: Dongar. Right, Dongar. Yeah. I always get that mixed so... up with Dragonborn and
0: I'm
2: not sure if I'm the only person who does yeah.
1: that, but I might be.
2: Yeah. It's the forgettable one. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I can't like agree we with can that. never remember the name of it. That's the problem. It is
0: the forgettable one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it's a great storyline with a pain in the butt uh you know character that follows you all over the place. Right. But it's the name of it for some reason. We always forget it. Yeah. That's weird. I blame yeah. Serana. It's post traumatic stress, stress disorder.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But uh, I guess when it comes down to it, I think like you also get your, of course, your armor and whatnot. But I, one of the things I liked about the armor in Skyrim is you had a choice. You didn't have to go with the leathers. You could also have the cloth mage option.
1: Yes. Yes. See, yep, this is that the was reason a nice why option. I think the Dark Brotherhood in Skyrim is the best quest line um, in. In the game, I mean, all of these reasons just add up to
0: man. It's it really they just did an all-out knockout yeah. job. Yeah, exactly. It, and it doesn't have the grinding that the Thieves Guild quest does.
1: No, not at all.
0: Because that—that's that's my problem with the Thieves Guild. In the end, it's just that grinding that that comes in.
1: It gets annoying um, after a while. It's like see, if I you're...
2: like that grinding. I just wish you could choose the city that you get to do to pick from instead of having to take it and then drop it, take it and drop it
0: yeah, but it, it just becomes go there, go back, go there because none of the repeatable quests are are challenging.
2: Yeah, it'd be nice if like you could um, like if you had one in White Run, just go to the um, the Mead uh, bar there at um, just outside of Whiterun and get it from there and turn it back in there. So you didn't have to go all the way back to Riften. Yeah. You know, same with solitude that you'd be able to you know at that point in time, go and talk to uh, the Argonian and get your quest from him turn it into him, and back.
0: Yeah. One thing, though, about the Dark Brotherhood and Skyrim, it actually, now that I'm thinking about it, in Daggerfall, the ranks had meaning. You had to work really hard in order to go up a rank. You had to wait an entire month of gameplay before you were even allowed to go up, but you had to work really hard in order to get your stats up to high enough level, both in your skill lines, in your Physical, you know, in your actual statistics. And then you also had to complete a ton of quests to get up the reputation to be able to go up.
1: Yeah. So it it took forever. It really meant something. See, that's one of the reasons why I still think that, you know, technology be damned. Daggerfall is still, pound for pound, one of the best Elder Scrolls games ever created.
0: Very deep. Like, there's, again, there's a depth that later games it it really is a has been a trade off of a depth of accomplishment in in these guilds or the really nice quest lines cuz it's i can see how it would be frustrating if the quest lines sort of don't like uh don't don't really matter uh, or like the the quest lines can, Basically you have a choice. Either the quest lines themselves continue on and you are getting rewards because you are more and more important in the guild and thus your rank is going up, or you you connect the quest lines to your rank, in which case there are huge gaps between being able to continue the quest lines, which can be frustrating in and of itself. Right. So that's a trade off. But then when you got so in Daggerfall there's no quest line, just quests. Uh, that have nothing to do with with each other or anything. But then in Oblivion, you have a really good set of quests, but the ranks really mean nothing because you're just automatically tossed a new rank as you go up, you know, as you're doing things. Then when we get to Skyrim, well, the rank doesn't matter anyway because you're you're the listener unbelievably quick. And, you know, like, that I feel was a nice decision to just sort of do away with the ranks, and it's like, Let's give a reason right off the bat for people to spend a lot of, you know, like to, to make you so important to what's going on at the Dark Brotherhood. Yeah. You no, know, you are chosen and you find out that you were chosen in an unbelievably creepy scene.
2: <laughs> yeah, that is.
0: <laughs> oh, you know, like when I when that moment when you know, you're closing it and you're listening and you're sh- you know, you are about to get caught you any moment now. You're about to get caught having committed horrific sacrilege. And then the corpse starts to talk. And that was such an amazing scene.
1: Oh, God, yeah. It it made your skin crawl.
0: Oh, yeah. No, again, you know what? I think the more we're talking about it, I think we're all getting to the point where we're going to all agree that the Dark Brotherhood had the best quest line for, for a guild in Skyrim.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I really, I, I agree. And I'm not a Dark Brotherhood guy. Like, I played through the Quest once. And, yeah. um, <clears throat> I mean, you know how I prefer to play the game. You know, I I, I go uh, Paladin, you know, pretty much all the way, all the time. That's just how I like playing games. I like I like feeling like the hero, not the not the anti-hero. Um, which, I don't know what that says about me. I'm sure it says a lot. No, I
0: hate Honestly, like, I'll play through the Dark Brotherhood just because... You know, I want to experience it, but yeah, I don't really the the last number of characters that I I've made, I I rarely do it more than once. Like maybe once every every once in a while, yeah I'll make a character who will go through it. But it's not it's not like the Mages Guild or the Thieves Guild which I'm more much more likely to to join again. And you know, I just you know, that there's nothing wrong. It's like I even when I make a when I'm what's supposed to be an evil character in dealing with NPCs, it's very hard for me to RP that evil character.
1: You know, so Elder yeah. Scrolls Online should have a Dark Brotherhood DLC. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, should, folks. Should they? Because so far, out of five main games, the Dark Brotherhood is only playable in three. That's <laughs> Uh, we're, we're having have, we're having so hit, much fun chatting. That chat. other
2: one there doesn't have anything going on in it. What, what's yeah. that? What's that? Only four of them because you know the f- the first one doesn't really have anything going on in it.
0: <laughs> Nothing is found in a, in, in arena.
1: Uh, we're uh, we're chatting so much and having such a great time. We're we're actually forgetting we're forgetting ourselves. Um, we we still actually have uh plenty more show to continue on to. <laughs> um, so we we probably should move things along a little bit um, since we're getting close to the two hour mark um let's jump into our fast question of the week guys um and this question uh is uh which type of dark brotherhood assassins playstyle is the most appealing to you dagger in the dark dark mage archer poisoner cleave with a battle axe mike poisoner mark archer i'm gonna throw out dagger in the dark that's what i'm gonna do dagger in the dark um so so uh so mike why why archer you mean mark i said i said
0: mike <laughs> Did you? yes but Ar- mike said mike said poisoner oh
1: <laughs> um
2: we couldn't make it through a show.
1: Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, no. I meant the right guy, but I I remembered the wrong. <laughs> uh the wrong the wrong answer. All right, so Mike. Mike
0: it's poisoner, but tell what? me
2: why you like the Archer.
1: <laughs> uh Mike meant Archer. Now, why poisoner? What?
2: So first, you have to get the alchemy skill to uh, to make the poisons, uh, and you collect all of your ingredients and everything. But then unlike um, the dagger in the dark or the archer, you have to sneak up and actually have the pickpocket skill to place the poisons in their inventory. Uh, And, uh, you know, you you can't beat the the poison apples in oblivion for, you know, getting the task done. So, uh, you know, I really enjoy the creative means to, you know, get through your uh, your task using the poisoner. Okay, Mark.
1: What about you? Why why the archer?
0: Well, I figure that if they have seen you, you've already you know you've already made a huge mistake. So just find you know I just like getting find a high spot, quiet bow out, and just pick the target off. I just I, I find that's cool. And if you, if for some reason you didn't take them down in one shot, it's not like they. It's very unlikely they'll be able to hit you. Uh, before you've already reloaded and fired off another few shots. Right. And frankly, especially in Skyrim, using the bow and then even the crossbow is just damn cool. Um, I like Dagger in the Dark.
1: Um, I like to get up close and personal with my target. Smell them a little bit and wear their clothes when they're sleeping. <laughs> and sneak up behind
0: Tell- them. Tell them how you got these scars.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh. (laughs) Um. Dagger in the dark, definitely. Uh, You know, I, I mean, I think there's something about the melee style of combat that that I just simply prefer. Um, It's it's simple, it's effective, it gets the job done. And whereas, you know, I don't necessarily um, mind going going archer. Um, it is something that I incorporate in my in quotes dagger in the dark uh, gameplay. You know, just in case you get uh, one of those one of those targets that's you know tough to sneak up on. Um, but I think if I I think when I when I limit myself to you know uh, going going on dagger uh, with this. I feel as if that I have, I challenge myself into more opportunities to um, find a, a roundabout way of going, of, of attacking my target instead of just, you know, okay, I'll perch here and then fire a shot. Like, it just makes the game a little bit more interesting for me uh, mm-hmm. to go to go that way with it. So that's why I would prefer a Dagger in the Dark.
2: So I challenge our listeners to send us a tweet with uh, what kind of uh, type of assassin that they actually play in-game. You know, how does your assassin character you know, fit into the, these little things here? Are you a dark mage, an archer, a poisoner, a dagger in the dark? Do you cleave somebody in half with a battle axe? And that's your way of uh, being the assassin in-game.
1: Right. Okay. Um, we also have an email uh, this week which uh, we'd like to get into now. Uh, this comes from Jimmy the Jungle Cat, uh, someone who emailed us, uh, I believe last week on Elder Scrolls Off The Record, it says, uh, Dear Classic, I love the jail system in Elder Scrolls series. The problem is that whenever I get caught doing a crime, I always end up loading a save game. No matter how much I tell myself that I'm going to RP the crap out of the game, I just don't seem to be able to let my character get caught and deal with the consequences. I feel really guilty that I can't bring myself to deal with the consequences. How do y'all handle getting caught in crime? Do you just reload or do you play through it? Thanks for all your work, Jimmy Jungle Cat. So, um, listen, um, I, I'll say this and then we'll go to uh, Ma- uh, Mike and then Mark. Um, you know, life is full of, of consequences. And when you're playing a video game... Do you really want to deal with consequences? Yeah. I mean, this is exactly what yeah. it's all about. I mean, you know, I mean, uh, yes, it is absolutely fun to RP the crap out of something like that. But, I mean, is it fun to always deal with negative consequences for your actions? No, and when you're trying to relax and have fun and and play a video game, um, it it just, I don't know, there's just something about it. Like, if you're not really into role-playing that particular situation, um, and extract, you know, the fun out of a of a bad situation I kind of feel like um, You don't need to feel bad Jimmy. I mean, I feel like a lot of people are that way, you know, I mean I'm that way I've been watching my gameplay on the YouTube uh, video all all evening um, Every time I get caught by a guard or die, I just reload my save. Why? Because well, it makes for a better stream to not have to drag our viewers through, you know, the the pain of watching me try and get out of jail number one but number two you know i, I don't want to deal with it you know i don't want to deal with consequences I, i'm trying to play a video game I, it, you know okay i got caught i failed reload i don't want to have to get caught and okay i failed so now i have to you know drag myself out of jail it's, it's it, i'm glad it's in the game it should be in the game because it's, it's great and a lot of fun um knowing that it's there and if you want to role play that sort of thing then great you know it's that makes the game even that much more um uh Deep and fun, Um, but it's good to have the option to not be involved in in that either. Um, Mike and then Mark.
2: So I actually go through the entire thing. Um, If I get caught, I'm going to jail. But in order to keep from getting caught, I spend a lot of time building up my characters, uh, things like sneak and pickpocket and um, uh, lockpicking using trainers and just other styles of gameplay before I get into that point so that um, hopefully I won't get caught. And then if I do, that my lockpicking is so good that I can get out of jail with the one lockpick according to the Thieves' Accord of the First Era. (laughs) 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 Um, So, you know, I I will, you know, go through it and, uh, you know, analyze the whole situation before I make any move at all when it comes to these things. Uh, now if I'm you know playing for like you know stupid fun like when I did the Dark Brotherhood stream there I'll do all (laughs) kinds of silly things like use (laughs) a pickaxe to kill the miner you know in the hopes of not getting killed and having to reload Um, but other than that like if I'm playing you know the game I want to know that you know when I have a zero bounty at the end of you know 30 hours of gameplay it's because I'm that good not because I kept reloading
0: yes skill of accomplishment oh yeah Okay. Um Mark. Well in I, I'm kind of I'm with you on this, Ivarwin. I mean I enjoy uh I, I do enjoy um that the games do have consequences. And as the unofficial Elder Scrolls page pointed uh page pointed out in our chat, uh Daggerfall had the option to actually go to trial. So you could bribe a judge or you could even try and win at trial. Which you know, frankly, was you know that's that's a pretty cool thing to be able to do. <laughs> um, but, at ti- but at the same time, but at the same time, it comes down to what you want out of the game. It's like um, Fallout New Vegas. Once you've completed the game, you had an option for a survival mode, and they've added a survival mode into Fallout Four. And basically, this means you need to keep track of your food, your water, uh, you know, your your, your uh, Healing doesn't work as well. You need to sleep. Uh, radiation is harder to get rid of. And that's really cool stuff, but it makes the game much harder. Yeah. And if you just want to get in there and play and enjoy yourself, it's not necessarily something that you want to deal with all the time. I mean, for Skyrim, I love using the Frostfall mod, which you know you now have to keep a uh, close, close eye on how, you're, how you are doing... With, like on the weather, you have to keep an eye on how cold you are, you know what you're wearing, how cold it is, what type of uh, what the, uh, are you wet, that type of thing. you have to stay dry, you need to keep and there are other mods that mean you do have to eat, you need to sleep. you need to uh, make sure you you get water. And those are fun things to play through, but it does it does kind of you know you need to keep an eye on. What do you want out of it? So I deal with the consequences when I'm sort of playing, like I decide I'm going to play a thief character and I'm going to make RP RP the crap out of them. And if I get caught, I'll deal with it. And if not, you know, great, I'm doing amazing. But if I'm just playing for, I just want to get on and enjoy myself, I generally don't want to deal with crap. I got caught at this really important part. Sometimes I'll just run away, but if it's like I'm trying to get through this thing and I don't want to deal with the guards or the bounty or anything else like that, in if that's the case, I'll just keep going you know I'll, I'll just or I'll just reload and go from there and try again.
1: Hmm. Well said and uh, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. So yeah, all right. good um, question. Yeah, very good question indeed. That's um, that's why I threw it in here. Um, I-, I figured we'd be able to have some kind of great discussion off that. Um, okay, well, listen, folks, I think that's going to kind of close out our show for the week. Um, man, I, we had this was such a great episode. I had a lot of fun doing it, and um, um, Mike, thank you very much for for doing the notes. Um, they are they were they were great. The selections that you made. Were fantastic, um, Mark. I'm just ecstatic that you could be here today. Uh, thanks for being oh, here. Good to be back. So yeah. good to be back. Great having you back. Um, the Sonarist Archives were fantastic, um, as always. But I'm re- I'm really happy for the discussions that we've had today. Um, just just great stuff all around. Uh, final thoughts. Let's start with Mike. <clears throat>
2: So I am so happy that we finally got to do this. After how many years have we been doing this show together? Every time I'm like, oh, we should do the Dark Brotherhood, it's always like, eh, I don't know. Yeah. And we finally have a reason to do it with the new DLC coming out. And so we got a to embrace his inner Sithis. Ah. <laughs> inner Sithis. Might be a new era for the Quest Gaming Network. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No, never.
2: <laughs> and he never. Did you put your stuff in the? Weekend. Did you put your stuff in the notes? No. Expect a letter in the mail. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, we we know you know. We told you. We, we, we t- I just I just told you. Mark, our final thoughts. Oh no! Th- this was a fun one. The the Dark Brotherhood's one of those. Um, as, as much as I don't like I don't play evil characters. I always enjoy my run through of a dark brotherhood quest line. And you know, I I they fr- like Oblivion and Skyrim were really good. I'm really looking forward to whatever the quest line is for the uh um for ESO. I've heard good things, but again, I'm saving it until it get, goes live. Right. Um but yeah, no, um, this was a really fun show to you know to finally visit one of uh, one of the most popular guilds in the game.
1: Now we've got <clears throat> the uh, the next two episodes are not going to be about the Dark Brotherhood, though it is going to have some sort of you know like uh, Night Mother slash Sithis sort of um, sort of feel to it. Um, next episode, I believe, Mike, we're doing uh, the the assassin class, correct?
2: Yes, we're going to talk about the assassin class uh, in Oblivion. How to play assassins in Skyrim, uh, assassins in Morrowind, how to play an assassin pretty much. Right. Uh, and, you know, the, the class itself. Um, and then we're going to uh, hopefully. Po-
0: pointy end <laughs> en goes in person who doesn't see you coming. It's very easy. <laughs> uh, well, I. Okay, been...
2: thanks for joining us for episode 55 now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been making oh, a chore
1: out of it this whole episode, that's for sure. <laughs>
2: And then uh, we're going to talk about uh, Sithis and uh, the material covering him uh, and uh, possibly a little bit more on the Night Mother. And uh, then uh, hopefully by then uh, we'll have characters uh, ready to run through the Gold Coast. So, okay.
1: Yeah, it's good to me. We've got we've got a lot of uh, a lot of great stuff coming. Um. Speaking of speaking of great stuff, hey, listen. This is this is the Quest Gaming Network, and we just in general have a lot of great stuff here. Um, and we would uh, we would like to uh, let you know what we're what we're doing because we've got more stuff coming out. Um, sure, we've got you know we've got great shows like um, Fallout Off the Record um, and uh, Warcraft Off the Record as well. Uh, Dragon Age off the record Um, we're doing this stuff on on, uh, YouTube as well including uh, Let's Be Heroes Uh, soon we're going to be coming out with um, a brand new um, general gaming show, general gaming podcast uh, called KDR Radio. Um, It has nothing to do with me. It's KD. It's actually KD Radio. It's KD Radio Um, that's that's coming out uh, fairly soon uh, within the next month or so uh, that's gonna be with Rick and Shalenen from Fallout off the record and uh qg dnd uh, quest gaming Dungeons and Dragons with um Mike Mark Tim uh, from our uh, our community Luna from our community as well and uh, Steve Steve
0: is um who's Steve is also that from... Steve's also from our community who's Steve I don't recognize the name uh Steve's actually my brother so okay. he's member for the community too. So.
1: Okay. Alright, so so from our our uh, our extended family over in uh over in the Yukon.
2: <laughs> what, what's hilarious, hilarious the is... is...
0: There's you more to can Canada
2: see. than the Yukon. <laughs> what what is hilarious from our gameplay is you can see the brotherly love as Mark keeps purposefully attacking and killing off Steve's characters.
1: And... <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh, uh huh. <laughs> Gotcha.
0: Come for the gameplay, stay for the fratricide.
1: We're also going to have guest appearances from uh, many different folks that are actually in our community as well. Uh, As soon as I can get a a Tuesday off, uh, you better believe I'm going to be playing some D and D as well with these guys. Um, Yeah, I I love. love Hopefully, we should have this
0: uh, set to go in the next two weeks. So great. Okay, yeah. so,
1: so we've got so much more um, coming at you. Of course, Elder Scrolls off the record, that's still a thing. We do that every other week. Um, next episode is going to be next week, Saturday, May 14th at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, may actually be 10 p.m. Eastern, depending on wh- when we can get Liz. Um, but so, ju- so just look out for that. Um, and it's cor- of course, um, Classic Elder Scrolls is going to follow... The week after that. Uh right now it might be May twenty first. Uh we'll when we get closer to the date, we'll certainly announce it. And uh let us not forget our weekly stream, Dancing with Daggers, every single Friday night, ten thirty PM Eastern on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash quest gaming network. Lunchtime in Tamriel is coming back. Uh we've got a brand new episode out. There's gonna be another episode that um I'll be releasing uh either tonight or tomorrow and uh hey let's be heroes right now um that's a that's a qgn stream that um dave Dean forrest adams and i are doing uh that comes out literally every single day monday through friday for about 15 to 20 minutes or so uh you can watch dave and i um make fun of each other really dave makes fun of me as we play <laughs> diablo 2 um once we clear out Diablo 2 we're going into another game um, so so it's just a lot of fun that particular stream um, I that, hear that
2: he's got Hello Kitty Island all slated and ready to go
1: you know uh, we've been talking <laughs> about it and that's something we're definitely not ever going to do
2: uh, is well, if you Kid- want I can send you my daughter's copy for the Wii I would really appreciate it if you didn't do that um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh
1: sad Mike <laughs> ah um, oh man you know i I'm so close to to you know killing uh this this guy here umreth that I, I i I like wanna find a way to extend the show's length somehow, but I don't know how that's how that's gonna happen if will um, keep
2: going here and we can just you know ramble on
1: just vamp a little bit right like i mean here here's the door we're gonna do a play by play hopefully when I go through this door. That stupid Dunmer will be on the other side. What do you think? Oh, it's more. It's more. It's more dungeon. Why? 4K. Okay. Maybe I can just, you know, sort of slink through the shadows here and make a beeline for him. What do you think, guys? you think I could do that? I don't know. Oh, Man, you seem pretty close. Oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. You know what? Let me quick save just in case. There we go. So, I'm, watch- <laughs> I'm poor, Poor podcast listeners. We ended the show and I'm just dragging them through the mud. <laughs>
2: Well, the podcast listeners, you'd be able to cut it at that point in time and be like, "Okay, we're done." <laughs> I could, I could, but I, I don't know. I, I, think maybe they'd want this to is listen for our to this streamers stuff. really to see the end here. No, it's it's U- just for me. U- U-ES-
0: UESP is saying so. I guess you don't approve of our sister site, unofficial Hello Kitty pages.
1: <laughs> Are you kidding me? The unofficial Hello Kitty pages is I go to there. I go there every single day to um, to uh, uh, hate myself. Be- best unofficial Hello Kitty lore ever. Ever, yeah, it's really uh, listen the, the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. Okay, fantastic lore, best lore. They've got the best lore, uh, best lore uh, you can you can imagine. Um, all of the information you could you could take it right to the bank.
0: Oh, here we are. It's the
1: same thing for their unofficial Hello Kitty Island Adventure pages, which really does not exist. Thank God.
2: Now, here's what I want to know. Okay, you know, off of the Hello Kitty concept, oh, is, okay, we're you know, make since a real Dave is this. doing this stream, let's be hero with heroes with you. Yes, is he going to cover the new Pokemon? Uh, are you two going to cover the new Pokemon game? Uh, you know, I don't know. We
1: we're we have literally no idea what we're going to do after Diablo Two. We're Cause...
2: okay. Go ahead. Because just like Legends is coming for you know mobile, this new this new Pokemon game looks amazing. Uh, it's a mobile game um, that you literally play against other people as you're walking down the street type of thing.
0: Oh, that one. Yes. Yeah. It, it's it's like a watch type thing and or on your an app on your phone. So it's like a real world, a virtual reality, real world thing. So it's like you might get an alert that there is a Pokemon over in the park, like a really rare one. And so everyone, would, uh, everyone who's who's getting that might rush to the park so you've got like 20 people helping fight this thing virtually in the real world but of course they people have commented that what happens when someone gets an alert that there's a Mewtwo inside your home <laughs>
2: <laughs> if one gets a call we have an uh, unlawful entry
0: yeah <laughs> exactly uh, hello sir uh, you seem to have an infestation of Q-bones uh, if I can come and help you out here <laughs>
1: <laughs> alright I'm closing in I'm gonna open up the gate and and just 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 get this guy ah hold on hold on I can I can definitely I can definitely pick this lock uh, hold on oh, okay I got one more pin one more pin to to open up this gate damn
0: it <laughs> <laughs> the, the, he gets all this way and is st- me by what a lock
2: a lock
0: kind of it's kind of fitting
2: oh, and only having that few picks left too because i would be like auto attempt auto attempt auto attempt auto attempt
1: <laughs> yeah i'm gonna have to reload now because i just went through my last pick
2: that's all right that's cool the hell once again Avar went stymied by oblivion's lock picking system
0: here we are in hour four of episode 55. Varwin is still uh, is on his uh, 55th, uh, 55th reload.
2: Yeah, so we've gone two full episodes, Varwin trying to pick the lock, the end of episode 54, all the way to the full end of episode 55. <laughs> we now know all about the intricacies of lockpick, but still do not understand anything about the assassin class. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, All it is is just lockpicking. That, that's all it is. You know, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to rush because I want to, I want to end the show off on a, on a high note and it's just not working out. <laughs>
2: <sighs> At this point, you should just do the auto attempt until it does. Cause sometimes you get lucky with a one or two. You, you just keep so? the reload going.
1: You think so? I don't yeah. think that's going to work out for me
2: at all, actually. Well, you're just going to reload every time if you get to zero lockpicks. I guess.
1: <laughs> whoa! Whoa! Mike's freaking right
2: with that. I just
1: auto-attempted my way into this. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Yeah,
2: don't save over.
1: <laughs> oh, actually, yeah. Let me, let me quick save right here. Let's, let's do that. Let's do that. All right, now I gotta I gotta pick um, a, a correct uh, weapon here because I got a new weapon, and uh, I should use the Suffer Thorn. Let's, let's use that. Okay, Suffer Thorn. Here we go. All right, I got Suffer Let's get him. Die. Ah. Now we can end the stream. <laughs> <laughs> Now we can finally end this damn stream.
2: Okay, so if they want to follow our hosts, I can be followed on Twitter at KDRMickey, M-I-C-K-E-Y. Mark can be found at Carnigan Wolf. C-A-R-N-A-G-A-N-W-O-L-F-E. And Varwin can be found at, at E-V-A-R-W-Y-N. You can follow our Elder Scrolls shows at Elder Scrolls O-T-R. So, now that you have broken your way in, killed everybody off...
1: I gotta find a way out.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
1: Well, uh, <But> At <clears throat> least
2: you've done the killing. Well,
1: uh, exactly, exactly. That's, at the end of the day, that's the most important thing. We got we, we them, got guys. We got them. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us here in in, uh, Classic. As always, take care, be safe, and may the force be
0: with you.